Hear now these words from the closing verses of Jesus' parable of the wedding banquet. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Chalk it up to my generation, but I was always taught that you should go properly attired to the various places where you went. And so clothing and wearing appropriate clothing was important. I know that if I receive a wedding invitation, for example, and I respond that I am attending, I will be thinking about what should I wear? Is it an afternoon wedding or an evening wedding? Should I go more formal or more casual? You see, I don't want to be embarrassed when I get there and out of fashion with everyone. Maybe that's my um, introvert nature because I don't like people to take notice so much. But I've noticed that in today's culture, we have become very informal. We wear just about anything, anywhere. And that's not really bad. But when we come to a scripture text that talks about clothing, we need to pay attention to what is being said. Because you see, clothing in the New Testament was a common metaphor for spiritual clothing. Paul wrote in Romans 13:14, "Dress yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't plan on indulging your selfish desires." And then in the reading of the scripture from both Matthew and Colossians that we saw and heard earlier, we heard these words in Colossians 3, "So chosen by God for this new life of love, Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Putting on new clothes is consistent with the New Testament expression of holiness and righteousness, which simply means that we are seeking to live in a right relationship with God and with one another. Old clothes of the self have to come on, off, and we have to put on the new clothes of Christ. It is this underlying understanding that we find in these closing verses of the parable of the wedding banquet. But before we explore those a little bit deeper, we need to understand them within the context of the entire parable. For this particular parable carries with it the themes that we find often in Matthew of invitation and response, expectation and judgment. And this particular parable 
has been understood by the church through the ages more as an allegory, a parable that speaks of the future end times, the heavenly banquet, when God's kingdom is fully revealed and we are invited to feast with God. But it is also a reminder that with the invitation, there can be divine judgment. The king is God. The son is Jesus Christ. And God, the king of heaven, is throwing a great, big, wonderful party for his son, the bridegroom of heaven. In Jesus' day, banquets were very important because they expressed a social context To be invited was a great honor, but to accept and attend meant that you respected the host. And if you did not come, it was an affront to the one who had invited you. Not only in the eyes of those others who might have come and you didn't, but indeed all of society. And so the custom was that you sent out an invitation and you announced this wonderful party, this great banquet. And people responded to the invitation. And then, much like when we make an appointment at the doctor's office, we get a call the day before and the doctor says, are you coming? Because if you aren't, it's going to cost you a few extra bucks. Well, the same kind of idea is at play here. A second invitation is sent. All is ready, and so the guests come to enjoy. The guests who refused or failed to attend, though, were rude. They were also disrespectful and dishonored the host in the eyes of all. So it is no wonder that the king is upset when the people do not show whom he invited. So the privileged lose their place and a whole new group of surprising people are invited in. This parable is Jesus' way of saying that God, the true King of Heaven, indeed invites everyone, the good, the bad, the in-between, everyone to come into his banquet because God does not want anyone to be excluded. It is a wonderful invitation, a gracious invitation to experience the joy of life with God here and now and in the eternal future. But there are two caveats to the invitation. The first is that we must accept the invitation. This means when we do that abundant life and goodness is ours. But if we choose to ignore it or fail to respond, there are disastrous results. We will miss out on being part of God's eternal kingdom. So we must accept. Secondly, when we accept, there is an expectation that we are to come properly attired. More than any other gospel, Matthew continually reminds all of his readers that the unlimited grace of God brings with it unlimited 
obedience, unlimited response, unlimited demand. If we do not respond, judgment is unavoidable. That response includes proper spiritual clothing. That brings us to the man who came to the banquet and was not wearing the wedding garment. When we first look at this scripture, it really makes us feel uncomfortable. And I have to admit, when David gave me this scripture to preach on, I was thinking, oh dear. But there is something important here. Because you see, the king was just not being irrational, suddenly exclusive of people. He was not being unfair to the man who was not dressed properly. Because another custom in that day was when you came to the wedding banquet, usually the host provided the wedding garment. It was free of charge. It was ready for you to wear as you walked in the door. Reminds me of going to a five-star restaurant and your spouse is not wearing his coat and tie. But... The restaurant doesn't want you to go away. They want you to come in and enjoy it. So they have a coat and tie available. And we go in properly dressed. This man did not accept the wedding garment that was offered. He evidently refused to wear it for some reason. And so he shows that he makes no effort to prepare himself for the banquet, no effort to grow in God's grace, no effort to do what is expected. In effect, he really didn't accept the invitation after all. And he was just as bad as those who refused to come. God's invitation is extravagant and open and wonderful as it is. also carries responsibility. We must RSVP. We must say yes to Jesus Christ and allow him to be Lord of our lives. And showing up is important. But this parable tells us it's not enough. There is responsibility on our part. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, taking his Upon himself, our sins, he made us right with God. In and of ourselves, we have no righteousness. But God gives it to us in Jesus Christ and invites us to put it on and wear it every day of our lives. To grow in this garment of grace. To become like Jesus it is a lifelong process. John Wesley called it sanctification or growing in God's grace. So like the host who provides a wedding garment for guests, God provides us with his amazing grace, a free gift to be accepted and worn. And we learn how to live in this garment of grace. Biblical commentator 
William Barclay said, The door is not open that the sinner may come in and remain a sinner, but that the sinner may come in and become a saint. Accountability is a central and necessary theme that runs through the Old and the New Testaments and especially in Jesus' teachings. We cannot have the kingdom on our own terms. The invitation of grace brings with it a demand and a responsibility to choose our identity. Are we disciples of Jesus Christ or not? Are we wearing Christ in our daily lives or not? If we are, then our identity must be shaped by the kingdom of God. And we must grow in God's grace continually to put on the garments of love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, obedience, justice, mercy, humility, and so much more. For all of us who have accepted God's gracious invitation in Christ, the question then becomes, what are we wearing? Are we wearing the clothing of our own choice, going our own way, doing our own thing? Or are we putting on the garments of Christ? Are we being obedient to doing God's will? Are we glorifying the King of Heaven? The proverb at the end of the parable says, Many are called, but few are chosen. It reveals God's unlimited divine grace, but also our human response, our responsibility. It is a reminder that we must not only accept the invitation, but we must put on the garment of joy and life that God gives us. Our eternal future depends on it. Amen.